Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Mastery Alliance podcast today is March 13th. What a wonderful day. I think today what we're going to do is we're going to get into a little bit of the mailbag. I posed a question to the Instagram audience in the story. Uh, What would you guys like to have us talk about, have me talk about? Is there anything you want to hear me talk about? Uh, so it's kind of like a mailbag where we do, you know, uh, listener requests, emails, that sort of stuff. So this is kind of like another mailbag episode. Uh, but this one is Instagram specific. Uh, it's funny how, you know, as much as we try to sort of co-opt the two, there's a small percentage of people who pay attention to the Instagram and to the podcast. Um, and I'm I'm curious how people found the podcast if they didn't come there from the Instagram. I I don't know. Um, I assume probably the proper hashtags, the titles and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I was really hoping that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people would come from the Instagram. Uh, but y'all did not, you podcast listeners, man, 
amazing stuff, amazing comments and, and, and statements. Because again, what we found is more people that listen to the show than go to the podcast. Wait, let's try that again. More people that listen to the podcast than go over to the Instagram afterwards. And, and that's fun. And it's funny too, because you get these messages like, I heard your podcast and then I see your Instagram. I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we found on Instagram that you definitely kind of have to play by a certain set of rules. Now, keep in mind too, that what we try to do um, is eliminate anxiety, depression, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, understanding and comprehending that there those variables, the anxiety and the depression come primarily from being misled. So does that make us a conspiracy podcast? I mean, there was a time where it did, but the conspiracy label really, really hurt numbers. Um, there was a time that I even tried to run a conspiracy podcast, but I lost interest. Uh, I found it to be a bit of a distraction. Uh, as much as I love conspiracies and all that sort of stuff, I love the idea that if you remove the title of conspiracy, you're able to really hammer it down. You're like you're able to be like, okay, well, if nothing is a conspiracy, that means every single thing is up for debate. Everything is a, is a topic that can be discussed. And if you want to take the time to discuss those topics, then you start having open and free conversations, which are amazing. And that's what's been happening globally. But what you're seeing then is the misinformation and the misdirection and the, and, and, and the narrative itself trying to hold on. So it's almost like, are the conspiracies true? Or is the mainstream thing that said they weren't true working in quadruple, duple, double ripple, chocolate chunk overtime trying to keep you asleep, unaware, unprepared? I don't know. But it just seems to me like anything that comes from mainstream now is pretty much garbage. Uh, like, why would it even exist? Why would, why would, why would they, why would the television tell us anything that we need to know? That's not going to perpetuate keeping us dumbed down, keeping us drunk, keeping us smoking cigarettes, watching sports, being distracted, not living to our true potential. But then you start talking about that and hey, now you're back in a crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy land. Oh God, why would anybody do anything for anybody else? Blah, 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 blah. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you. Let's get into the mailbag. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have names for these questions because, um, well, I don't. Uh, that's just it. Uh, they were posted and I I guess I could go back and look at them, but I didn't. Um, you know what? I am going to go back and look at them. So you're going to hear a quick click off here as I reset. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the fun part of live broadcasting. It's not that I'm live now that you're listening to it, but I'm, it was live when I was doing it. And often I'm underprepared. So we have a question from Tim Rainier uh, talking about poor versus rich versus success. So his, his question was, how do you define? And this was something that we had sort of been talking about in, in on the pod or sorry, on Instagram. Uh, and I even saw Gary V talking about it. And Gary Vee is one of those interesting characters that kind of morphs into uh, whatever the hot topic is. And that's what I can appreciate about his content. You don't really see him pushing or advertising or asking for anything. Uh, you just you just see him sharing. And love him or hate him, he's got a lot to share, whether he's part of the system or not. He's got a lot to share. 
And if you can take from that and work with it, then great. So I do like Gary Vee. Now, my take on it, poor versus rich versus success, um, is again, uh, conspiracy driven. Uh, you can be poor and happy. You can be rich and miserable. I don't think that money has anything to do with success. I think that purpose-driven happiness is probably the biggest metric of success. Uh, and I know this. I know this. You can have super high expectations of an item or a thing or whatever that you want to buy, purchase, pick up, acquire. Uh, and when you get it, you're disappointed with it. And it's this thing that you've wanted forever. And you're disappointed. Now, on the flip side, um, you can shop on Amazon or buy a pair of shoes or buy a new bag or buy a couple of hats or whatever the hell you want to buy. And the minute you have it, you want something else. So even that thing, doesn't matter what it is, you want something else, which is where we get lost and locked into consumerism. So you can have all the money in the world, but if you have to keep buying things to make yourself feel something, then that's it. And we also know too that really it's the anticipation of the hunt of the procurement. Now, a lot of people that have a lot of things are miserable and that's factual. So where does misery come from? Deception, I would assume. A lot of the misery that I've seen in this, in this day and age comes from deception, comes from the idea that you're supposed to have something or be somewhere or be at a certain level by a certain age. And when you're not there, you're going to beat yourself up. And when you arrive there and it's not what you think it is, you're going to beat yourself up. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first? The anticipation or the disappointment? <laughs> Man, it's a, it's a twisted world. But we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to ask questions. We're not allowed to say anything. We're only supposed to have these expectations and assume that every single other person is doing the same thing. But they're not. I know some people that make no money. Well, they make some money, but they make, you know, uh, 50 grand a year. Doing very little. But living in a spot that can that they can afford, they they've got their rent paid, they've got their case of beer, they've got their wife, they've got their kids, they've got their vacation. They're happy, working on their car, keeping it simple, not overspending, not not overanalyzing, you know, possibly wishing for more, but 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 keeping it simple. Some of these people are the happiest people I've ever met. And how cool would it be that if you could meet somebody and just share some great ideas, you know, the occasional road trip. Heather and yawn. Time, just time. Imagine loving the person you're with and spending a lot of time with them and being excited to see them at the end of every day. How great is that? Why do we think we need more? Well, again, media, television. We grew up on MTV Cribs. We grew up on Pimp My Rad, Pimp Mon Char for the Quebecois. <laughs> it was a time of frivolous frivolities. We've always been told that we need to superficially do and say and be and have and achieve and acquire and wear these labels. And if you're not there, you're a peasant. I mean, even to the point where the family unit was destroyed as, as children, where the parents each went to a separate job and the parents often went to separate schools or the kids often went to separate schools. So now you've got the entire family unit split up and in North American ways, if you live with your parents past 17, you're a bum failure. But that really also depends now geographically. There are so many people right now that think they're a failure because they still live with their parents. But if you live in a major metropolis, especially in Canada, and I would assume in the, in the majority of the states too, it's practically impossible to move out. 
what 17-year-old kid can afford $1,800 a month, $2,200 a month rent? You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous and it's getting worse. So now people are beat up because they, 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 they still live with their parents and they can't afford to move out. And everything they've ever been told is move out or you're a bum. This is all psychological warfare. This is all intentional psychological warfare. Wherein the truth is, your family unit is your best possible ally in this world. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say family is the answer to everything because that certainly is not the case. They are your best possible ally because they can teach you what you need to know and what you need to avoid through actions that they can teach and through actions that, that you learn through from them. And what I mean by that is my father taught me more by doing what he did, what not to do. That was a bit gibberishy. But I, in other words, I watched him do things that I said to myself, I will never be or do that. And without having the experience of my father, I wouldn't know that. And I can take all my pain because we also live in this world too, where anyone that speaks up is is being attacked by everyone that wants to be a victim. And I don't want to sit here and knock anyone that's gone through anything because I, I live through it myself. I've been the victim. Ugh. But I look at this stuff and I look and I perpetuate and I speak on the fact that all of the pain and all of the horrible things that were ever done to me or that I ever did to anybody else, as a result, all of this stuff is what taught me to be me. And the more I want to be a better version of myself, the more I strive for greatness, the more I understand that a lot of that bullshit came from ignorance, arrogance, pain, suffering. And a lot of the pain and suffering that I also perceive to be, not 100% of it, but a lot of it was self-inflicted. And again, watching my niece grow up, you know, my niece is just this stunning little eight-year-old cherub and she gets everything. She's got the world. I look at how she was raised and my sister is doing everything so right with this. But that kid, if she doesn't get what she wants, the minute something happens, like nine out of 10 things can go perfect. But that 10th thing, she throws a tantrum. That tantrum then becomes her trauma later in life that she has to heal herself from. And me watching them interact taught me a lot too about how I may or may not have perceived what I was going So when I say your parents are your greatest ally, they are your first and your foremost, your teacher. And if you do it right, you have the ability to stay there, live there and save uh, and, and understand yourself and comprehend yourself a little bit better and invest. And uh, Robert Kiyosaki said it best. If you've got rich dad, poor dad, the ability to understand what to do with money, which is again, Something the very system that I speak against never taught us. We never learned shit about money in school, period. We didn't learn nothing about nothing. Thank God for the Pythagorean theorem. All you learn in school is how to remember shit, how to remember the things that they want you to remember. Now, this isn't a knocking school episode, although we could go down that road. This is a mailbag with four topics that I try to wrap up in about 20 minutes, but hey, we're already 12 minutes into it. We're only on the first. So to answer that question, I'm going to say, a poor, rich success. I think that um, being purpose-driven and I think that having your ability to reflect internally, externally on who you are and how you're impacting yourself and your world around you, I think that's success. Um, would it be nice to have a billion things? 100% yes. But at the same time, the minute you have them, you, now you have to worry about them. Where did I park my fancy car? Who's going to hit my fancy car? Is somebody going to steal my fancy car? So all the things that we think that we're going to have, you know, <laughs> until we get them, which be small is more money, more problems. And that's it. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. So, so again, purpose, purpose is, is success. Having waking up every morning, being like, fuck yeah, let's do this. That's success to me. 
Another one was Agenda 23. Uh, what, what do we want to talk about with Agenda 23? What, what's your take on Agenda 23? That's from Derek Stevens. So what's my take on Agenda 23? Ugh. Again, there's so much information out there. Uh, and, and conspiracy theorists can say it's this, this, and this, and, and all the conspiracy theorists know what Agenda 23 is, you know? You will have nothing and you will be happy. <laughs> and if you look at it, that's the way we're going. You know, that is the way we're going. Klaus Schwab and his boys, especially in Canada, because we are just a little puppet for those lads. Uh, they're systematically taking everything from us. Now, today, uh, March 13th, there's also been the announcements of the bank collapses. Uh, the banking system collapse. And we've also been privy to the fact that uh, all fiat currency is a scam. Uh, and it's it's going to be released as a scam. They have to figure out a way to keep you and me under complete control. And they've been doing it with money. Look at how many people are afraid to lose their job, afraid of this, afraid of that. Like money is fear. And what paper money represents is debt. It's debt or freedom. So all of these people, quote unquote, money laundering, you know, and, and all of this stuff that we've been taught about, follow the money and I'll give you all the answers. Not hundred percent accurate because those that are keeping us under thumb are, they're the ones that invented money uh, as an arbitrary system. You know, they're the ones that, that invented it for control and they use it for control. They don't need it. The whole purpose of taxation isn't to get your money. It's to take your money. So they don't need it. They just don't want you to have it. And there's a huge difference. So Agenda 2030 to me is, um, it seems to be in play. It seems to be what's happening. But at the same time, I don't want to personally give it much credit because I know that if I wake up in the morning and I do a good job, I'm going to earn my money. Right? But I'm not going to wake up to stay desperate to earn the money. And then when I get the money, what do I do with it? Well, there's Bitcoin, there's, there's uh, uh, precious metals, which I really like right now. Uh, there's items, things that will never deplete. Um, things that you can store your banking. Uh, I don't believe in saving your money. Uh, what I mean by that is I don't believe in having money in the bank. <laughs> I believe in investing in yourself. I believe in investing in your business. I believe in investing in your mind, which will lead into the next topic. And the next topic is which books are you reading? Um, I believe that uh, your finance, you know, you should definitely have a nest egg and in case shit happens file. Uh, a lot of that can be like a line of credit too. But I think all of your money should be utilized Um and, and should be, should be earning for you. You should own property. And I know what I'm saying sounds condescending to people that quote unquote have nothing, but every single person that I know that's in a position of, of comfort now started with nothing and fought the system. There are some people I know that did really well with real estate and that's a, that's a, a great thing too. Um, or their sales gig or whatever. But I know that when I was personally in sales, I was miserable, even though I was the best at it and I had all the money in the world. I had nothing. I had no ambition, drive, desire. I had nothing to open up to. I had no portfolio to check in on. Uh, I had no sense of worth. Uh, all I had was crazy parties with the craziest people and the best times in the world, which sounds great, but is completely fleeting. In my opinion, my life didn't really begin until I dropped, stopped drinking, which was six years ago now, 2017. Um, it's a whole new world, a whole new game. You see a whole bunch of different stuff. And what's the first thing everyone says? I don't really drink that much. But once you quit, even if you only drink twice a week, you know, it changes a lot. It's a big game changer. Agenda 2030, 
again, if you don't give enough power to it, if you don't, if you decide that you're going to, you're going to see what they're doing because they will lay the breadcrumbs out before you. If you're going to see what they're doing and then you're going to, you're going to be able to adjust your sales and you're going to be able to, at the moment in time, make those changes and make those adjustments, call yourself an audible. I don't think it's going to be as scary uh, as we all think it is. Because keep in mind too, that we are programmed to quote unquote, think about everybody else first, because if you're busy thinking about everybody else, you're not thinking about yourself. And how do we change the world? We simply change ourselves. If we individually all took accountability for ourselves, that would change the world. And now, again, people want to get offended. Well, so-and-so can't take accountability, right? There are so many people out there that will say the same thing. And of course, if you're involved with somebody who, who has a physical or mental disability, um, you, know, you, you take the course of action that you need to take. And if you want to tell me it's not that easy, then, then it's not that easy. If you want to tell me it is that easy, then it is that easy. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of personal accountability that, that comes into play here and that people aren't really, really wet, ready to face. Jeez, I'm having a tough go today. And because of that, you see a lot of finger pointing. I'm not saying any of you would do that, uh, because you guys, as I point the finger at my entire audience, you guys are listening to the show for a reason. You guys are elevated. You're mentally in a different spot than the majority of the world. And you're hard to relate to, to a lot of people. But remember, nobody wants to be. Well, nobody should want to be a victim, yet we're taught to be a victim. The top three ways to make money online are be a victim, show your ass, or do something of merit. And doing something of merit is the hardest one. So that's not the one that people see that often. You see people's asses, and you see people being a victim. And that's how they get their 15 minutes of fame. Agenda 23, my final wrap-up notes on that. Uh, 2030, sorry. Um... As it's coming, act accordingly. Don't worry about what's coming because worrying about anything is just your imagination playing tricks on you. Uh, don't take in any of the information because even the counter information that you can take in, that, that's this, that, and the other thing, it's all just there to fuck with you. Um, the best thing that you can do is trust all of your senses and move with purpose. If that means to you specifically moving to Costa Rica or buying a piece of land way up north or getting completely off the grid or throwing away your cell phone, Whatever it is to you, take your life and every ounce of your own accountability and, and, and roll with it. Don't be afraid of it. Just roll with it because this is what it is. Everything is exactly as it's supposed to be in every aspect of everything. In other words, the game board in every game looks the same. What we do with that game board defines how we, how we turn out. That's just like eight people can play Monopoly. I think eight people can play. Right? And they're all using the same pieces. They're all using the same material. They're all using the same whatever. Some people have different skills. We're all on the same board. Somebody always wins. That's where we're at with 2030. Basically, you do you and you operate with integrity. Now, what books am I reading? Jeez. I've got like 10 on the go right now. Um, I really, really, really like, again, I've said this before, anything by Jed McKenna anything by Jed McKenna. He will open your mind to a lot of things. Uh, Alan Watts, again, is possibly one of the greatest philosophers, authors, lecturers I've ever encountered. Um, there are a lot of uh, imitators. There are a lot of people with the same idea. Hell, I'm even one of them. I have similar ideas to him, uh, philosophical ideas, but every single person's got a different take and touch on them. So like my own life, uh, Alan Watts is a piece of it. So a lot of the stuff that I think about uh, comes from, you know, I hear it sometimes in his voice. 
I really, really encourage anyone to read anything by Alan Watts. The book is a phenomenal start. It really changes your perspective on things. Um, there's a crazy book for the, the tinfoil hatters. If you haven't read it yet, um, behold a pale horse. That one is, uh, it's pretty crazy to think that it was written in the early eighties about today's day and age. Uh, and there's a lot of fun with that. Um, if you want more book, um, recommendations or specific ones to where you are on your journey. I mean, waking up in 5d Maureen St. Germain, that one is phenomenal too. Uh, if you think that you're going crazy because everything's changing around you, phenomenal book. Um, the Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle, is a bit wishy-washy, but it's a good intro to the change and the possibility of change. Take what you can from it, um, but don't take it too seriously. Uh, one of the best books you could ever possibly read is um, The Four Agreements. Um, geez, Don Miguel Ruiz. Wow, brain fell. That book will really teach you not to take shit personally. And when you don't take anything personally, you realize that everybody's just kind of out doing their thing. It, uh, it changes the way you perceive what you perceive. Um, and the, I, don't know, I don't know how to pronounce this last name, so I'm not going to. Alan, where do we live? Where do we live? That's one of the greatest questions in the entire world. <laughs> no pun intended. I love the idea of where do we live? Because I remember being, uh, listening to the stories and the NASA stories. Like what's the, what's the official story? We live on an infinite ball floating through space. Uh, uh, infinite space that's forever expanding. And then we've got scientists saying, and then at some point it's going to retract and suck us all back in. And then the, some universes have black holes and this is great, this and that. And there are, it's all bullshit. That whole thing, when you really, when you, if you really decide you want to take a look at it, it's total and utter bullshit. Since the dawn of time, the stars in the sky have not changed. They haven't changed. The same stars your great grandparents looked at are the same stars you were looking at. The stars move across the sky in a tapestry fashion. It's like somebody's just dragging a painting across your vision. What does it mean? I don't know. What could it possibly mean? I don't know. You can even take one of those apps, you know, uh, the Starfinder apps and you point it at the sky and it tells you what, what the, uh, uh, the constellations are and all that fun stuff. Um, and, but there's a flaw with this app and it's something that people don't even <laughs> look into. If you point it down, theoretically, you're pointing it to a different space, uh, point in sky, right? If you point it down and you're in Canada, for example, then you should be pointing it towards Australia's sky as it were, as the, the geo thingy-ma-bob works. But here's the crazy piece. There's nothing down there. You point it down, there's nothing down. You point it up, you can see all the constellations. Right? All of them. Throughout the time. So, I mean, yes, it's only one thing, and yes, any debunker can, by all means, feel free to debunk it. But I challenge any debunker to debunk Flat Earth. Take your skills and take a look at, sorry, Globe Earth. Now, I've said this and that the instant reaction most people have is, well, so what, you're a flat earther and a Trump supporter and an anti-vaxxer <laughs> and a freedom rally trucker supporter and a, and a go MAGA go and an anti-Biden guy. Um, yeah, I am all of those, <laughs> uh, but that's not, that's not like an aggressive tone. That's just a, a moment in time as to where I am. Um, but it also bleeds into what I truly believe this earth to be because I've heard some great stories about, 
Um, I've heard some great stories about, um, uh, geez, brain gone. Uh, Saturn, the black Saturn, the black cube Saturn. Um, if you look at throughout the course of media, if you look at everything, um, the black cube of Saturn is represented in so many things, so many different things, black cube, ice cube, um, Saturn, uh, anyway, it, it, it also has a biblical meaning. It relates to Saturn being the mother goddess. Uh, I'm probably getting this wrong and people are going to get totally mad at me that are super Saturn heads. Uh, but this is something to look into. I'm not saying this is fact because I've done, I've done minimal research on it, but I, I do know I've done the same amount of research on the black cube of Saturn as I have done on hollow earth, uh, and, um, uh, inverse earth. So, uh, we're on the inside of the globe. And then hollow earth is kind of a neat one too. There's a ton of stuff in there, like, um, a journey to the center of the earth, uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea. All of these have implications of, of, uh, um, hollow earth. Uh, concave earth is a neat one too. Uh, that because I mean, if you look at concave earth, it has, uh, it has, um, a lot of merits. Uh, hollow earth has a lot of merits. Uh, we talk about Admiral bird, uh, high jump in uh, Antarctica. Why would he call it high jump if it wasn't like going into a hole, like you're jumping down into something, jumping into hollow earth? The entrance is a hollow earth is a thing. Um, you know, we talk about Tartarians as well, the Tartarian mud floods. There's a lot of stuff that got buried. There's a lot of tunnels that run under the cities. There's a lot of tunnels that run under North America, big time. Uh, and these things just naturally exist everywhere. There's a lot of history and story that we're not allowed to know about. So uh, the mud floods, Tartarians, um, all of this, I believe to be a possibility. Well, I, I, I like mud floods. I like the idea of it. I mean, you see the architecture everywhere as well. Uh, red brick buildings, um, most cathedrals, most, uh, train stations, for example, the giant train stations, because the Tartarians were huge. Uh, that explains why everything <laughs> Gothic or all that sort of stuff was huge. Why the doors are huge on, uh, the, the, the cathedrals and all that sort of shit. Now, to answer that question, to, to bring that all back in, I mean, there are, this is a, again, this podcast is just, if you have questions, ask those questions, feel free to hit us up info at the mental mastery Alliance, send us a text six, four, seven, three, three, eight, one, two, six, five, or leave a voicemail, be heard on the show. Sure. Why not? Um, you can ask these questions. I mean, we've got answers. I'm skimming a lot of stuff right now and our episodes typically are 22 minutes ish. I can see right now that I'm already up to 27, 28 minutes. Um, but these topics are so phenomenal and each one of those books, I could give a rundown on as to why they're great and what they, you know, what they, the purpose of them all. If you have questions about books, again, send us an email info at the mental mastery alliance.com, uh, or send us a text six, four, seven, three, three, eight, one, two, six, five, um, or head over to, um, any of the websites if you want to contact us or find out more or anything like that. So, uh, the mental mastery alliance.com, it's all out there. I don't push or promote anything like that. Uh, we do have openings for our coaching. We do have that. That's available. Um, we have two openings right now. If you're interested in that, um, because time is the one commodity that we don't have much of. So if you want to work with me, head over to coachingwithtmma.com. Uh, fill out the form. Uh, let's see if we can't connect and have a little bit of fun. Um, now back to where do I think that we live? Ah, <laughs> man, honestly, I think that all of those ideas are possible. And that's kind of the thing that pisses a lot of people off. Well, you sound wishy-washy, right? Because remember too, they used to say things like stand for something or fall for everything. And I used to believe that. But every single belief that you have that can't be challenged then becomes a limiting belief. And you end up fucking yourself. And that's pretty shitty. 
Um, so where do we live? I think that the only way that all of these possibilities are true uh, and can be true and can create um, conflict, conflict resolution, can create contrast to what you're doing, to, to the conversations that you have with people. I think that that's massively important in the experience that we're having, the human experience. Uh, I think that the best way to describe where we live is simulation. I think that this is a program that's running uh, and that it's teaching either you specifically or me specifically or whatever it is. Um, and I think that everything is possible in the simulation. And I think just like, you know, NFL or WWE, they call an audible in the middle of the match and, and they change it up. I think anything can change. I think once you've got something figured out, I think it changes. A lot of that has to do as well with, I mean, the evidence of that is, um, is, is lost uh, in uh, the Mandela effect. Things are legitimately changing. And people are like, well, no, it's your brain. It's this, it's that, you know, okay, fine. Right. Those people out there that have an answer for absolutely everything. If you really look at them, these are the most miserable people in the world. I know everything and nothing's a surprise. And this is what I think about you because you're too stupid to know everything. That person has no sense of magic, no whimsy, no nothing. And that's boring as balls, isn't it? So where do we live? Best case to answer that question directly. We live in a simulation. Um, there's so much that goes to support that theory that it's, it's, it's great. I also think it's the all encompassing answer because it, again, it is the thing that works. It's the thing that ties everything else in together. And then, so where do we go when we die, man, probably up a level into the outworld of, of what we may think it could be or, or, or whatever. I don't know. So then that goes to say like, well, what do we do while we're here? Well, you have this experience and you grow as an entity and you try your best to be a better version of yourself every single day. And I think that that's the win. I think that that's the understanding. Like our whole lives, we just relied on other people. We relied, we relied on our parents. We relied on, on our employers. We relied on our government to keep us safe. We relied on our banks not to collapse. Well, we're being taught right now not to rely on anybody. We're being taught right now in this moment in time and this moment in history to really take care of yourself and really ask questions. We've also been taught that if we ask questions, we're crazy or we're a conspiracy theory. You don't think the vaccine's safe? You must be a fucking Trump supporter, tinfoil hat, truck convoy fan, anti-vax flat earther. <laughs> thanks for the insults and thanks for the assumptions, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you guys get. You guys get all that. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's not like I'm saying this to you. I'm, I'm sharing the same experience. Anyway. Um, this was fun. That was four topics. And I suppose, you know, I could have, well, you know, four topics at 10 minutes a piece. I was thinking like five, six minutes a piece, whatever. Um, it's good. I like these mailbags. I like the, the ability to talk about multiple topics. I like the ability to sort of flow with this sort of stuff. Uh, it is, uh, it's a wonderful world that we live in. And are we afraid of agenda 20, 2030? No. Is it going to happen? Is a thing happening? Yeah. Are we aware of it? Yeah. The analogy that I use is if I tell you today on Friday, I'm going to throw a rock at your head. You won't see me coming. You're going to think about that until Friday and it's going to fuck with you. But if I just on Friday without saying anything, looked you dead in the eye and threw a rock at your head, you'd move. And that'd be the end of it. So that whole week of stressing, worrying bullshit was for not, you didn't need to do that. And that's what, that's what the, the trickery is with Agenda 23. They want to keep us vibrating low. And when I say they, I ultimately mean us. 
for us to overcome who we think we are and what we think we're doing, we have to face challenges. We have to come up with friction. In the gym, it's called time under tension. Your muscles get bigger with time under tension. Your experience becomes more full with time under tension. And that's what we're doing right now. So it seems awkward, but if we look at all of the aspects of everything that we could do, everything's a win or a loss depending on how we choose to look at it. Misery, um, anxiety, depression. This is just us living in our own heads as opposed to changing the moment and having the experience. And the only way to break that habit and that pattern, that cycle is to literally go through it. So if you're suffering right now, understand that you're, there is a silver lining. There is a, there's a, a break in the clouds, break in the storm. And then you go right back into the next storm, but you're more equipped for it. You're better prepared for it. You're not worried about it. You start changing the way you view what you view. And everything, instead of becoming a challenge and painful, becomes something to look forward to. It's like, what's next? What's coming? How are we going to overcome this? How are we going to elevate ourselves to overcome? And then you start properly achieving, and then you start setting proper goals, and then you start seeing the, the fruits of your labor pay off, which is one of the greatest feelings in the entire world. And you're like, holy shit, I did this. I did all of this on my own. I built, I took, I took everything they gave me, and I turned it around, and I made something out of myself. That's power and that's purpose and that's the meaning of life. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.